Welcome back, guys. Episode 19, Ducks on the Podcast. Not sure if it's 19, but... Or 18. Uh, or 20. Man, it doesn't really matter, you know? No. But At this uh, point, I mean, we're... What is it, day four? We're day four of the trip, day two in Alabama. Yeah, day two in Alabama. And, uh, man, dude, it, this is where the trip really took off. Mm. I know yesterday... Or was it yesterday? Yesterday what? The first day we were here. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yesterday. yeah. I feel like we've just been here all week. For what? Um, yeah, it's, it's been amazing. I mean, we're, we're out here on the patio uh, in the screen uh, where we filmed the la- where we recorded the last podcast. Mm-hmm. And it's nighttime today. This is a day later. Um, and it's a cool Alabama night. And it's quiet. Crickets in the distance. Jiminy Cricket. Mm-hmm. We have the lights up now. Yeah, Jiminy Crickets. Yep. Great many Jiminy Crickets. Telling us that what, what is right and what is wrong. A.K.A. Jesus Christ. Yes, Jiminy Cricket is Jesus Christ. Probably mentioned in some other podcasts. Just go listen to that. But. Man, okay, what, what time is it right now? Isn't it like... It's uh, 10, 13. So we, we just got done with dinner. Yep, great and dinner. We uh, we celebrated Marco's birthday. It's not actually his birthday, but we, we celebrated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we just got back. We got before that we were at Kenzie's uh, softball game, and uh, which is actually really fun. It was fun, man. We were we were cold. We were shivering in blankets, but it was very fun. And then uh, Kenzie's dad gave me uh, his blue and black flannel, which yeah. I wore. And uh, Ben and Andrew got blankets, and they wrapped around in blankets like they were in robes. Yeah, it's crazy though. We met. We met. What was that kid's name? Met a kid. Uh, the that kid on the football team. Yeah. I don't know. He said his name. And he said it all fast. And yeah, I didn't really understand him. He's an interesting guy. Yeah, yeah. He uh, said he knew a lot about history, but uh, he spoke and it was just I don't know, good conversation. But as soon as Ukraine was mentioned. He just like. He just started chewing my ear. You know. Like, how do you mean? Like, uh, like he he really like he really liked talking about it. Oh really? But like like he wouldn't wouldn't stop for a second. Mm. And uh, when we started walking away, like, like he just kept going. I'd be like, I'm sorry, man. I gotta yeah, get yeah, yeah. He's kind of yeah. Seemed like he was kind of one of those guys. Yeah, really like he. Leeches on to you and keeps talking to you, keeps talking to you, keeps talking to you. Mm-hmm. He, uh, actually, um, I haven't had Snapchat. No way. <laughs> yeah. Really? Yeah. It's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. He said, he said, uh, safe travels. Yeah. Which I appreciated. Um, mm. uh, before that, we went swimming mm-hmm. by this uh, hydroelectric dam uh, near town here. And You're like was, 20 it, minutes up. Yeah, it was nice. Uh, we, yeah, you call it swimming, but we basically just were in the water for like two minutes. Yeah, we did a little dip. Yeah, and there was dip. rocks all around, so we couldn't really maneuver much, but... We did go swimming. We fought in the water yeah. like uh, like well, animals, like yeah. like a pack of wolves. 
That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. And then we kind of got out of the water, dried up, and then went back and showered for Kenzie's softball game. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and then before that, we were we went to play. We walked around the neighborhood and we played basketball at the end of the neighborhood. And there's this beautiful green field, mm-hmm. just like you would see out of a, you know, you know, on the ranch bottle, the side of side of a ranch bottle. Yep. They have that nature valley. Yeah, they have like the the, the valley with the. Uh, just looks so green. Mm-hmm. Alabama is a green state, that's for sure. Oh yeah, so is Kentucky. Kentucky and Tennessee. Kentucky is beautiful. The rolling hills. Yeah. Well, I you know I love these southern states, man. They're beautiful. They really are, beautiful especially this people. time of year. Beautiful people too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've been we've been welcomed by a wonderful family. Yes. And it and um, it is a great welcome to the state. Dude, like this this like experience has really showed me like true hospitality. Like. Yeah, dude, you're gonna see it in Italy too. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I mean. I no. mean. I mean, like it's gonna be a little, like, like a little like too much. You know, yeah. because they're gonna not stop offering you stuff, but but this is perfect because it's more relaxed. Yeah, dude. Like this is like the, I've always heard of the whole idea of southern hospitality. But, like this Me just too. feels like I just feel comfortable here. Yeah, with everybody. Mm-hmm. Me too. Like, and I felt that almost like immediately. Yeah. I feel like because of the birthday thing. Maybe. For me, it's because of the birthday thing. Yeah. It's your birthday, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind <laughs> of a nice kind of. Icebreaker. Yeah, icebreaker. Yeah, mm-hmm. like this, the energy was there as, as soon as they got home. Yeah, and like yeah, Mr. Smith just came out here and got on the podcast with us. And mm-hmm. and that was incredible, man. Um, for the record, Mr. Smith had a lot of good stuff to say, a lot a lot of stuff that aligns with what we say on this podcast. Yes. Um. The emphasis on just like respect, and. Um, you know, brightening people's days up mm-hmm. was—it's made clear here, man. Especially Dude, with this this family, man. Southern hospitality. I just—I cannot find a, a good reason to be unhappy. Yeah. I mean, I was, there's no—I mean, there's no even there's no even intuition to be unhappy here. Yeah. Like we were we were sitting there eating our dinner, just a whatever half hour ago, and we were just like. The alternative to this would be sitting in a cold, wet tent in the dark, trying to make ramen noodles, <laughs> or or tuna hot dogs, or tuna with mayo. Tuna probably would put probably would put a uh, hot dogs with the tuna. Yeah, like this is amazing, man. Yeah, this is incredible. I mean this, like, dude. I th- I mean this, like. This is this makes me want to, like, remember when I was talking about going to Nepal? Yeah. And I was going to say, like, I'm going to stay with a family. Mm-hmm. It's making me really want to do that now. You know. Like, this is a different culture. This is a way different culture. Yeah, like, I, like we, we first got here, and we, they weren't even home. Yeah. And then they got home, and like I said, the energy was, was there from the start. Kenzie yeah. has so much energy in her. Do you remember when we were watching Pinocchio last night? And I think it was Nora who was like, can somebody crack my back? And Kenzie just like hopped right on. She's like, yes, I will. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's incredible, man. 
Yeah. Oh, last night too, we watched uh, Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. Uh, till we were up to like twelve ish. Yeah. Pretty late. And, and then uh, uh, me and Andrew just didn't. <laughs> I'm sorry, you and me didn't shut up the entire movie. We, yeah. just, kept, we just kept making observations. About so many, so many observations. Yeah. About uh, about the whole movie. I mean, it's. I mean, obviously, it's a children movie. Children's movie, and it's quite. It's obvious. also an adult movie too. Yeah. And not because there's adult jokes in it. It's because there's adult material in it, like, like the, the Paradise Island, and you really have to understand, right? How, uh, how ideology can affect the minds of the young. Yeah. No. I mean, it's turned into like a tyrannical state. Yeah. Because the, the the main thing that people go to with Paradise Island is like, oh, it's a sex trafficking ring. Yeah. And it's like, okay, I mean, that's a good interpretation of it. Although, far more horrific than the tyrannical state. Yeah. Um, but they're both make sense. But I think the tyrannical state, I think that's kind of what Disney Walt was going for. with, Or, I'm sorry, the person who wrote the novel was looking for with Pinocchio. The tyrannical state. You know what I just made the connection of? Like... When the the boys go to Paradise Island, they get turned from children into like uses of uh, like labor, right? Donkeys. Like, donkeys, yeah. So they 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 get turned from from boys to donkeys. And donkeys are used on a farm, and like they have a pretty wet or pretty tough life, right? Mm-hmm. But um, it's like they almost turn into like the guys from of mice and men. You know, what are you talking about? The uh, the migrant workers, no bless them. Like they've got no families. It's just them, middle aged men or mid middle aged men. Slaves to uh, life. Yeah, and then they just they uh, all their wage on the weekend goes to uh, the saloon, you know, and the the uh, the brothel. Mm. A and lot they, of brothels in Spain, but. Yeah, they never really fully uh, live. Yeah, live and mature. Well, I mean, you know, in Pinocchio, one of the greatest things is when the fox, Honest John, was saying, you don't look so good. Like, you don't look so good, young man. And he's, like, reading him, like, he's like, you have allergies. <laughs> you remember, he's he's running through like all his all his, uh, he's his symptoms. He's diagnosing. He's him. like, well, we what? Looks like we've come to a diagnosis. You have allergies, <laughs> and uh, he sent him off to Paradise Island because he told him that he's sick and useless. And he told Pinocchio that he's useless and sick, and uh, can be a victim. He has a problem, and he's gonna go somewhere to help with it. Well, not to help with it, but to drown in pleasure. Yeah. To hide from to it. To forget it. Yeah. Yeah. To hide from it. And then you become a beast of burden. You become a, a burden to yourself. Because you're not doing anything with yourself besides drowning in your own pleasure because of your sorrows. Oh, yeah. And that levels off at some point. It just becomes so depressing. And uh, and, and w- when you're able to control someone like that, you can round them up and get them to do whatever you want. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. then you have them, you know, captured. I wanted to head off. I gotta go to work in the morning. But I love you, Mr. Smith. Love you guys. <laughs> yeah, behave yourself. And if you're gonna tell dirty jokes, kind of save them for tomorrow's podcast so I can listen in. Okay. 
Have a good night. Good night. Right, have a good day. Thank you. <laughs> oh, oh, I love this place, man. He just, Mr. Smith just came out with a heart shape symbol. Yeah, symbol. And he made his, his heart shape symbol with his hands. He's a, I love you guys. Yeah. Gotta go to work tomorrow. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, yeah, Pinocchio is a crazy movie, man. Yeah, it is. And you know what? Like, it's hard for me to even, like, talk right now because I'm just, like, so, I feel so content with life here. I know. My belly is full, dude. My, my belly is full with a warm meal. Those hot dogs were very good. And beans were good. It wasn't, like, an extravagant meal. No, but there were sautéed onions, though. Yeah, it was just made with love. Literally. Yeah. I, I just, honestly, like... That's what you really need, man. Yeah. Love and food. And... Mrs. Smith is so nice. I know. Uh, it's like so genuine so nice and like dude like see at my I feel like if things were reversed like if it was at my house you know like my mom would try to just uh you know she wants to always be a good host mm -hmm. but sometimes being a good host is just you know letting your uh you know your guests do as they would at their you know normal home you know, and, and you know, I, my home is your home. You know, mm -hmm. that kind of idea. And oh, it's like, you know, so much more comfortable here. I've never felt so much comfortable, so so much comfort in another so person's home. Yes, in another. Un unless it's like my grandma's house, or even my uncle's house, I don't feel that comfortable in. Yeah, me too. So this is more comfortable than some of my family's house. I mean, my grandma's house I feel extremely comfortable in, but this one's like, okay. So I have my house where I feel extremely comfortable in, and I have my grandma's house where I feel extremely comfortable in. <laughs> I'm just putting it on a list. I'm I have my head tilted back. I'm looking to the heavens to find answers. And then I have my the house in Italy that I feel it's like third in line. But the, but the three of these I just mentioned are not far apart. But this one is also not far apart. This is like the fourth, man. I have my house, and I have this house. Really? Yeah. Not your grandma's house or anything? No. Wow. This is fourth, man, for me. This is fourth. I mean, it would be my it would be my other grandpa's house first, but, you know, they moved to Italy. Yeah. They moved back, so this would be fifth, but it's fourth. I mean, we just, we just got down. I just came down here. At one point, I just sat down on the couch and we just started shooting the bull. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like this was yesterday. I was I was walking down there and you said Marco and I was like, "Where is he?" Or like even today. Well, what are you talking about? Remember yesterday? Well, yeah, that was when we started playing. I was talking about like a few hours ago when I was just sitting in the living room. Mm. Yeah, it's a uh, whole new experience man yeah yeah not not and not even what i expected at all when we leave i'm gonna be like half speechless it's like oh i wanna like i like this is incredible man. we gotta figure out how to like thank him well i already like 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 that thing whole thing with the birthday thing man like like 
I don't know if you were sitting at the table. Mr. Smith looked at me. He's like, he's like, I understand what you think. What you're thinking, man. Like, somebody gets you something, no matter how small it is. You feel good about it, yeah. Because they got you something, and I know, I know, it's just like a joke, like my like celebrate my birthday, even though it's not my birthday. Yeah. Like, but it makes makes me feel good, dude. Because these people are just, they're welcoming, mm-hmm. and I don't I don't know how else to describe it. I know there's more, but. I'll have to think about it more to understand it. You know what I mean? Just understand why I'm feeling this way. Yeah. I feel really great. Me too. Like, absolutely great. Like, wow. 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 I was trying to think of what the uh, the thumbnail for this uh, podcast should be, and I don't know if it should be. It should be you in that blanket. Well, no. Well, like, either like this, like this scene right here, or the one with the field. Remember in the in the green field? What you're sitting there? Yeah, <laughs> with your shirt off, just sitting there. Well, like the green, the field. That is a good. That is a good picture. I was just laying there in the field, in the sun, in the grass. You know what I've been wanting to do? I've been wanting to put landscape, the landscape pictures that I take. I want to make them. For, I want. I want to make them as the thumbnails for the podcast. That's a good idea. And also, we could we could do more drawings. Like, maybe you could draw something up for this. Oh, that's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I did that once. Yeah. For episode 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was it 17? Yeah. Then this must be, like, episode 20. This is episode 20. But, oh, yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, it might be 21, though, because we're gonna we're probably going to cut that first one into two. Damn. But I don't think we should. Who knows? I mean, maybe. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. The point is, if you want to go somewhere down south for vacation, try Alabama. I think it's better than Florida. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Like, incredibly 100%. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's, it's better when you're older. If you want to take your kids to Florida, yeah, of course take them to Florida. Disneyland is amazing. Star Wars, the Buzz Lightyear ride, all that stuff, it's amazing. The Dippin' Dot Station. The what? It's amazing. I I, agree, I I you know what, dude? I'm gonna be real with you for a second here. When I have kids, I am going to cherish the crap out of taking them on vacations, and particularly Disneyland. Oh yeah, Disneyland. Disney is such a cornerstone for families, dude. Like they're gonna watch Pinocchio, and I'll probably get really emotional. When I see how they react to it, yeah, you know what I mean. Like it's so beautiful. Like just like just have like a little cassette or uh, well, collection of uh, whatever CDs. I mean, probably won't be using CDs. No, digital stuff. Right. Uh, but 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 Jordan Peterson would always talk about how his son Julian would watch over and over, rewind it on the VHS yeah. over and over the the scene when Monstro is trying to swallow them back up. Yeah. Every time he just watched it over and over and over. Oh yeah, even though it was terrifying. Yeah, it's like why does he like that? And uh, I can't wait, I can't wait to observe my children doing things like that. Well, I also, you know, there's this is like piqued my interest in other Disney movies as well. Although let let it be known that Disney didn't come up with the story of Pinocchio. No. That doesn't Nor mean Peter that, Pan. Right. That doesn't mean they're gonna 
those movies that they, the other movies that they made are gonna, you know, take a similar outlook on whatever. But yeah, similarly, like you mentioned, Peter Pan and uh, you know Tarzan and stuff like that. They all have their own stories that are embedded in culture and mm. can be translated to the real life beyond you know children's understandings and, and our own. Because what makes you want to watch Sleeping Beauty? Sleeping Beauty? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Well, I already saw Cinderella. I saw that before. I would like to see that again. I guess, oh, with, you know, Sleeping Beauty. That's with Maleficent? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, apparently what I've read from Beyond Order is that the prince is captured, right? Uh-huh. By Maleficent in her castle. And he's imprisoned. And she, Maleficent, like, taunts the prince all the time. Tells him that he's he's going to end up, she's going to release him once he's an old man. You know, wrinkled and, and old. And, you know, she's taking out this, uh, this sort of, she, oh, I wish I would have read this again over and over before uh, I, I articulated this it sounds like the so anima poorly. it sounds like the negative anima it sounds like her negative animus corrupting her her negative animus corrupting Maleficent yeah her, yeah like, she does have that problem she has a, a very poor idea of uh, like like men mm, yeah and like and the animus is what for the audience it's um it's a complicated idea well, it's a it's a female's uh, male projection um, or idealistic male counterpart. Would you say they're inside of themselves? Yeah. Well, inner, but but but, but to make this more clear, it's the it's the masculine part of a woman of a woman that she projects onto a man positively or negatively. Yeah. And in in Maleficent's case, it's very negatively, and right. and she it, it makes her be masculine. So so, so like you you see this uh and be negative or positive, but you see this when um, mothers mothers um like kind of belittle their their boys their mm-hmm. boy children yeah or girl children like like you know like kind of like grabbing grabbing their arms when they're being bad or anything like or like giving spankings or whatever or even just like yelling at them yeah well that, yeah, that's, that's the animus and then the opposite of that is the anima for, right. for a guy which is just a male's uh, inner female you know, that can be projected positively or negatively onto females yeah or anything really well let's leave it at that because it, it gets yeah. more complicated it's much easier to describe I mean for any of our male listeners I mean you've uh, you've heard of the i the idea of uh, sirens, like, well, like angel angelicizing a woman. Yeah, and then like perhaps her rejecting you, and then you just detesting her, and mm-hmm. she's either the angel or the whore. Yeah, and uh, that's the idea of well, that's just the idea of your animal projecting onto a human, mm-hmm. and uh, you know realizing that she's. Not what you thought, you know. Yeah. Um, and uh, because she's human. Yeah. 
the, the anima and the animus go far deeper than just projections onto um, male and female counterparts, though. Yeah. Um, but again, I won't, I won't get into that because it's complicated. Right, yeah, it's all Jungian ideas. Jungian. Carl Jung. Yeah. Carl Jung. Carl Jung. <laughs> when you said that in that episode, that killed me, man. <laughs> Carl Jung. <laughs> he just sat there nonchalantly. <laughs> mm, I've read some of uh, Jung's work. Jung. Like, I, I, I know how to pronounce him. Jung. <laughs> Why is it not Jung, though? Well, he's Austrian, isn't he? No, he's Swiss. Switzerland. Oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. No, he is. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> you know, there's, uh, bless you, but there's some, uh, there's some really good ideas that you can get from things like that. Like, I feel like if we never encountered Jordan Peterson or Carl Jung, or any of these like books that we read, we wouldn't be as funny as we are. Like I don't, I don't know the exact connection at this point, at the moment, but we wouldn't be as creative. That's a better word, as creative. Yeah. And uh, you and I have been, you and I and Ben, have been, coming up with some ideas, that we could do, like, in one of the car. Do you remember? Yeah, I, we talked about this today. The. Uh, the the Barb King video that you did. The Barbarian King. Yeah, for Clash of Clans. Yeah. I just pretty much imitated a Clash of Clans YouTuber. Mm-hmm. And uh, while I was playing Clash of Clans. Yeah. And, I mean, honestly, like, I was just kind of, like, pretending like I was, like, a, an actual YouTuber. And obviously, because I'm not good at doing anything like that. It was it was just kind of funny, but I don't know. Like, it, it's it's funny with us, but I don't know if the my my problem is like when you try to be funny, it's like your For audience, the camera. your audience is constantly like judging you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, well, how should I? Uh... But if it's by itself, like like if it happens in and of itself, somebody in there? No, I'm looking at the bricks. Oh, the bricks. Do you notice a difference in the bricks? Look how much cement is binding the bricks together, more so than the bricks where where we're. <laughs> Good observation. No, 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 no. Don't, don't you see that? I, you think it might be a, a thing with the uh, the brick masons? Because you know, Macomb County, we have very uh, competent, um, you know, brick masons. They I come know from, that. From, Andrew, from all over. Let's stay on topic. <laughs> this is, that was really funny, but well, we're just, not talking about bricks here. We're I, talking about Jackson. Jackson. We're talking about Jackson. Jackson. That's all she wrote. wrote. <laughs> we Jackson. went down to Jackson, Jackson when the fire was put out. We got married in a fever. <laughs> down to Jackson. Uh, this Jack- is Johnny Cash. Johnny Cash. Johnny Jackson. Cash. Yeah. Very good song, dude. I've been, I've fallen in love with uh, Johnny Cash. We will be going to Nashville yeah. on the way back. Dude, I'm We're actually sh- liking country now too. Me too. Yeah, it's it's great. It's yeah, great. Nashville in two days. Wait, quick side note. What's up? You better do those Clash of Clans videos. You better. You better. Please do them. 
Yeah, I'll try to do them. Okay. And maybe if they're good enough, we'll post them on the YouTube channel. Hey, guys. What's up, guys? Welcome back to my uh, channel. Right uh, now, we're upgrading Town Hall 14. Yeah, uh, Town Hall 10 build. Um, we're going to be doing some offensive strategizing today. Uh, primarily using the Barb, Barb King, and the Queen. So, all Barb attack with the Barb King. Overrated. Uh, we'll see how this goes. Let's get into it, guys. There's a sneak peek for the audience. Oh, yeah. Maybe maybe Todd will really enjoy this. I can't. Todd, the Todd, the, we love you. Shh. Thank you, Todd. Shh. Shh. Can you hear him? Can you hear him laughing? <laughs> Thanks, Todd. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. What a Mr. Funny Guy. Too bad. Todd, Todd doesn't have any anything to run to except music now. Yeah. Maybe he's getting, maybe he's listening to a different podcast. One hundred percent of our viewers agree that we shouldn't do it. It's just Todd. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's funny. One hundred. Look, listen. Like somebody, one hundred percent of our viewers say that this is a great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> 100% approval. Yeah. Look at this. Look, look at these polls. This poll says, is this a good podcast? Yes or no? 100% of our viewers say yes. <laughs> <laughs> we just rigged the system. Yeah, we did. Spotify's number one playlist. Yeah. Or uh, podcast. Yeah. Number one podcast. Yeah, on Spotify. Dude, what if we got featured on Spotify? What if... Like Spotify has like a uh, a con like a like Spotify con or whatever where like Spotify creators go to meet up at this area. We get invited to the headquarters of Spotify and we do a podcast there on like a panel and people ask us questions like who are we and why we're on stage. <laughs> 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 we're just in like a conference room and they're asking us questions. <laughs> Wait, why Why did you guys just start talking about the bricks? Like, what bricks? Like, who cares? We challenge conventional thought, don't you know? Look, the bricks are different in certain parts. We have our ways. Yeah. But that would be amazing, man. Like, like a podcast con? Yeah, dude. You walk by all these tables and, like, everyone's, like, recording a podcast. Yeah, like, Peter Tia, Joe Rogan... Jordan uh, Peterson, Jordan Peterson, all all, all in uh, all in uh, Shelby Township, and we're just like, hey, Spotify calling the Shelby Township. Jordan Peterson, Joe Rogan, and Tim Ferriss. Oh yeah, my Tim God, Ferris. there you are. Can we? Can you want to come on our podcast? Fuck your <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Ours is better. <laughs> we challenge conventional thought. <laughs> we read books. Do you read books? Come on our podcast. Oh, shut up. You gotta come on our podcast. We'll, we'll make you learn something. Yeah, you'll really learn from us. You know, it's not like we don't learn from you guys only. But yeah, that would be great, man. Dude, I hope we're doing this in 20 years. Me too. You know, me too. Oh, wait. That that reminds me. We're gonna do uh, the Vlogbrothers kind of idea. Yes, we are. Vlogbrothers, we have many, we have many ideas, the comedy sketches. So yeah, it'll take a different form. But the podcast, 
will be taking a different form after August, uh, just so everyone is aware. We will be posting uh, a mixture of audio letters to each other yeah. and uh, video letters, and perhaps we can do maybe a couple Zoom calls, although we probably won't be doing that often because it's not the same. But we've only tried it once, so we don't know the potential of it yet. Yeah. Um, we can do it. We're, we're kind of going to be doing distance. Um, yes. Because I'll be at Michigan State. You will be an hour away. Yeah, about an Which, hour Andrew, away. is not a, not a... I mean, if you ever want to hang out, like, we can totally drive to each other's houses. Yeah, the thing is, though, is I won't have a car there. You won't have a car? Yeah, I won't have... A, you can't bring a car there the first year because there's not enough space on campus. There's so many kids, kids that go there. But despite that, I'll be home for the holidays. We could do podcasts, full-length podcasts there, then, and there. And then once a week, we could do like a Vlogbrothers kind of thing. Once a week, we do a vlog. We, we do a Vlogbrothers. Th- this idea comes from um, it's the YouTube channel called Vlogbrothers, yeah. obviously. But John Green and his brother Hank still do this, to, still do it to this day. Do they really? Yeah, they do. Amazing. Yeah. And uh, and they uh, they send each other uh, video letters. Yeah, video letters mm-hmm. to each other. And and it can be about anything, Andrew. It can be about what book we're reading. It can be about something we're thinking about. It can be. And if you want to, if you want to ever even just, you know, call me and just talk about whatever you want to talk about. Oh, even on the phone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But that's just for us. Yeah. Well, and then so yeah, the the video uh, the video logs will be for like it'll be like okay. Like start for some new conversation topics, and then we build off some conversation topics, and then we respond to some conversation topics, you know, and just go back. But and like, forth. like, oh yeah, but like, like whoever would start it, would start the com- would start the ongoing conversation. You yeah, know? or whatever, you know. But, but like, and I, and I respond to what you have to say, and then you respond to that. But but all the while, we're making responses and adding new ideas to each letter. Yeah, yeah, that's and very so, good. So it just keeps going, and there's always something to respond to, and obviously you should contribute new ideas to it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you know, we'll see how long it goes. We'll we'll try to model it off the Vlogbrothers, you know, and Hank and John Green. We'll, we'll be like, good. I'll be like, good morning, Andrew. It is uh, August twelfth <laughs> at seven p.m. The sun is out, and there are no clouds. There's spotless in the sky, and it's very beautiful. I have things to tell you, Andrew. Yeah. You know, that's how he starts it. He always describes the day. This is my birthday. August 12th? Yeah. Your birthday? Yeah. It's two days after my grandpa. Oh. Yeah. I didn't know your birthday was August 12th. Nora's birthday is August uh, uh, 10th. Or 11th. Really? August 11th, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. Um, Wait, do you go to school, Nora? She goes to Dakota. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Um, how do, wait, how do you know Nora? Uh, this is actually kind of complicated. Uh, so, okay, Ben has a stepsister named Maria. Mm-hmm. And then Maria has a friend named Rachel. Okay? You following along? Yeah. <laughs> Rachel has a... Okay, so Rachel was on a softball team. And Kenzie was on that softball team. This was like a few years ago. Mm. And Kenzie, uh, well, I don't know, through one way or another, you know, 
Ben and Kenzie were just kind of. Uh, well, this, I don't know. This is probably not the completely accurate retelling of it, but they kind of were. Uh, I don't know. Like, how would you say? Uh, uh, like, interested in each other, like through their friends. You know, like, oh, do you have any friends who are, you know, interested in this or that? And so they kind of started talking like that. And then Kenzie had a few friends, uh, Bill, Nora, Quest uh, at the time, and and you know I'm one of Ben's friends, and so was Dom and, and some of the other guys from Tote God, and we just all kind of met up in the summer. This was right after lockdown. Mm. That summer after lockdown, we kind of met up and we'd have pool parties and stuff like that. That's cool. So you just met these people. Yeah, that's how we met, and uh, they go to Dakota. We go to. Like obviously, so. Do you hear that? Yeah, it's like dog howling. It sounds like hell. <laughs> it sounded like it's it's gone now, but it sounded like, uh, wind whistling and dogs howling. Yeah. How how. Howling. Howling. It's still going on, actually. Yeah, in the very far distance. What is that? Probably what you described. Our human minds are pretty uh, good at good at figuring things out like that. And also scared and not really knowing. Yeah. But I think we should get back to our Vlogbrothers thing. Yeah. We should call it something well, else. Yeah. Duck Brothers. Yeah, something like that. We'll, yeah. we'll call it something different. But also, we you know we, we came up with some ideas during this you know trip. Through the comedy well. sketch. Yeah, comedy sketches. We should talk about them on here so that they're documented. Yeah, comedy sketches modeled pretty much off of Smosh. No. What? A little bit. Oh, oh no no we came to that conclusion after we started talking about it. Yeah, it, they it does resemble. Smosh, but you know, Smosh. It resembles Smosh, hey. but we did not get inspired by. I mean, perhaps unconsciously, we were inspired by Smosh, individually. Well, you know, and so many other people have channels that were just less popular than the way that Smosh was ten years ago. You know. Yeah. Um. They, you know, they they just kind of were very successful at it. Mm -hmm. at, you know, making people laugh with little funny goofy sketches. But ours will would be different. Obviously, ours would be a lot different. Um, our ideas we have two ideas that we are working with right now in our heads one is called is is based off the bible and it's <laughs> it's me ben and andrew and it's it, it, it's a it's a, a playlist of sketches and it's called the three wise asses yeah so the, obviously the three wise men yeah and then we were traveling around we came up with this on, you know, obviously over the trips. So we came up with this idea in Kentucky. Yeah, we're traveling around, and like one of the ideas was we come across a woman at a campsite. She's giving birth. A couple. Yeah, yeah, they're at a campsite. She, she, she starts giving birth. She goes into labor at the campsite, and we're there's just some, we're just like, the only neighboring. There's like bears surrounding her, and like uh, and, and like chickmunks and and all the animals of the forest, mm -hmm. just like the major. And, uh, the major? Yeah. Old major? The, you know, the little pasture. Oh, the manger? Yeah. Oh, okay. Man, All right. Manger. Yeah. Whatever. And, uh, the major. And, and me, Marco, and Ben walk over 
three wise asses, and we bring we bear gifts. Yes. One of the gifts we know for sure is a peanut butter and jelly tortilla, because that's was that's our main form of sustenance. Um, On this trip, yes. Yeah, one might also be a another gift might also be a tuna and artichoke sandwich. Yes, which that was very good. That was my favorite meal of this trip. And then the other would be a fig bar. No, 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 no. It, it would be it would be uh, Ben's uh, famous tuna and <laughs> tuna and ramen bowl. <laughs> yeah, they would mix tuna and ramen together and have dinner with that. Or. It would be like if we actually had to give real gifts. Um, I'm just thinking about some of the stuff that Marco brought. Mascara. Piss off. <laughs> you know I need that front of my eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> I did not bring mascara. Um, Ben's parallettes. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why wouldn't you laugh? You look like you're in pain. What? You look like you're. In, we you only used them once, and it was just like as a joke. Yeah. <laughs> we, we we thought we were gonna be using them all the time, working out all the time. But yeah, but we're tired all the time. That's the issue. We're tired, and our diet is is crap. Is awful. I mean, we're getting we're getting the right nutrition, but a lot of what we're eating is like peanut butter and jelly. Yeah. We're getting the balance of like tuna and fruits and bananas and things like that. Like we're getting we're getting the proper amount of protein, but the only protein we're getting is from beef jerky and fish yeah. and canned fish. <laughs> but, but now we're here and we got burgers and hot dogs and tacos. beans. Beans, man. Tacos. Tacos we had and we had baked beans, which was very, very good. More meals. Oh, it's amazing, man. Mm -hmm. More meals made with love. And this, uh, this is just like, okay, we need to say a topic. Uh, that we could we could we could extremely flush this out we could we could really make this this three wise ass thing work it doesn't have to be just with with that like with uh, the three wise men following going to the camp the neighboring campsite to deliver gifts to the you know to the the uh, the, the newborn baby and, and her mother yes and his, his mother whatever mm-hmm yeah, well, one of the sketches was, like, us driving through the Smoky Mountains, and I, my hair was so greasy, and I joked about... The Great Smoky Mountains. Yeah. Oh, uh, Tennessee. Like, sticking my... It was, like, pouring out. Yeah. Absolutely pouring. Like, sticking my head out the window, and trying to take a shower. And, and, and like, uh, taking the Irish Spring yeah. uh, shampoo and just, like, squirting it at, like putting it in front of you and screwing on your hair. Yeah. And then like taking a shower like that. <laughs> and then like the water pressure is not high enough. So I have to tell Ben to speed up. I guess that could be like three wise asses. Yeah. 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 And then what was the other one? Oh yeah. The other one was <laughs> we try a, what was it? The baseball thing? No, we, we accidentally hit a cow while we're, while we're on the road <laughs> and the cow dies. Oh, the, there's a cemetery like right next door. So we drank <laughs> We dragged the cow into the cemetery um, before we steal its, like, meat. <laughs> Wait, what? I thought there was something different happened. But I don't know. What did we say? I said something, and I remember I got a huge <laughs> laugh, and I don't remember what it was, though. We, we take the cow, and we drag it to the cemetery and, and uh, give it its rights. But that wasn't it. It was something funny. 
There's oh. something actually funny. We saw that that horse too that wanted to leave. Yeah, yeah. I wish we would have stopped and took a picture with it. That was in Kentucky. Yeah, that was in Kentucky. I wish we would have took a picture. He's like, no, I want to leave. <laughs> no, 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 don't go, don't go, don't, no, please, no, 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 no. I want to go, please. Yeah, like every like. <laughs> well, like there was there was these horses roaming roaming on this property, and there was just one horse sticking its its snout outside the gate. And we wanted to stop, but we didn't stop. And I wish we did. <laughs> Dude, I have I have one. Okay, so you know how like we were we were traveling throughout like all of Kentucky, and it's all green hills and rolling hills. Yeah. And there's like sheep sometimes. <laughs> yeah. So one of us acts as a shepherd, okay, whose name is Abel, and then the other one. How about a different name? The other one is Cain, and we re we do the battle scene. It's a battle scene, where Cain literally kills Abel. No, no. How about we reenact that entire scene? That's they, what they make, Where they make the sacrifices, and and Cain is like, "I'm just busting my ass here." Ben is God. Ben is God. Ben is God. No. And you and me are Cain and Abel. Oh my God, dude! And we we were just we and then we then you literally like, well, if you're Cain, you take a rock, and then you like beat me to death, dude. This is this. No, you're Cain. This is the best. <laughs> this you're is, Cain. This is the best. This is the best sketch we could ever do. Dude, that would be cool. Uh. <laughs> Excuse me. Dude, we could literally just do, like, biblical skits. Like, yeah, this could be our thing. Like, yeah. we, we All three of us, like, Ben likes the Bible, like, to, like, a mild degree. Yeah. We, we like it to, like, like a pretty high degree, you know? Yeah, I mean, we, we got, I'm interested in it. I mean, I'm trying to read it right now. I, I don't know if I've told that. I'm on chapter, today I'm on chapter 11. Andrew has a student Bible. From Catechism also long yeah, ago. Student study Bible. It's really handy. It's very good. Yeah. But there's another sketch we wanted to talk about too. One that we kind of figured out today. What was that? Base- Remember the baseball sketch? Yeah. The referee, I'm sorry, the umpire kept, you know, as usual, that he needs to keep his home plate clean. So he takes his little brush and cleans it every time. Every, every time he's so, cleaning the home plate. So, the, uh, so we would make this sketch and we'd invite like all our friends for it. You know, just to have, like, extras in it that don't really talk for the baseball game. Yeah. And um, and the umpire, whoever the umpire would be, would be this extremely, like, t- overly meticulous OCD umpire who everything had to be perfect. And, like, like while people are giving interviews, like, he, he would be, like, in the background, like, always cleaning the mount or the, the, the home base. Yeah, and, like, forgetting the calls. Like Forgetting he, the calls yeah. and making really bad calls, <laughs> and, and, and then and then a cutaway in an interview with him, and it'd be like they don't know, like they think I'm they think I'm really good. They they have no idea that I'm just calling bullshit calls. <laughs> but but meanwhile, everyone in other interviews is just like, yeah, he sucks. <laughs> you know, like it's completely oblivious like umpire. umpire. Yeah, and then there's people in the stands going like, we want an umpire, not a dumpire. Yeah, whatever. It, I don't. It's it's not, I mean, we had better ideas. I forgot them, but we had good ideas. Yeah, I mean, we had one with, uh, I don't know. Like, yeah. baseball ideas, we had, but, like, the best idea is the Cain and Abel one. And and we could do, like, Noah and Adam and Eve. Yeah, oh, we had, we had this thing about Ben being, like, Noah and reenacting the flood. Ben would be and, Noah? And he's got his ark, which is just, like, a little, little, like, fishing boat. <laughs> Like a little like little fishing boat, like a rowboat. Yeah. And and me and Marco are like the uh, the unworthies. Like we're we're the uh, we're supposed to die in the flood. 
and we're like swimming in the river and we're trying to like we're trying to save ourselves and so we're just like no let me into the boat please I want to go into the boat I want to drown please <laughs> I mean, I don't know. It's, it's I don't know. It's just the, the voice is is like, it's not funny. But the idea is funny. No, I don't, please I, don't you going? Please, no, no, don't, don't go, don't go. Please. please, no, no. Wait, 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 wait. You're going to kill us. Stop it. And then, dude, we're like, we're we we're on the rope swing. We swing like into the boat like pirates. Yeah. No, no, that's. I don't know. Just, what this just, just from. we, we could, we could find a role for me and you. Maybe, you know, it'd be better mm-hmm. if we got a giant horse suit and you and me got in the horse suit, and and Ben was just like, 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 come join us, come, like, come, you know, we need one, two of each animal, <laughs> and then, and, and, but it's you and me in the horse suit, yeah, right? right? Guys, ourselves. We're pretending to be a horse, and we're, and, and the whole thing is just us trying to devise ideas to, to, to smuggle ourselves on board the ark. On the ark. Dude, yeah, so that fun. sounds good. Like, dude, we could like get recognition for this, and, like get a part of the church, you know? No. Well, they would because be like, it would be it would be derogatory a little bit. Well, you know, but that's like what you might need to like interest people like our age in biblical stories. Yeah. Jokes, memes. Yeah, jokes. You know, exactly memes. Like you ever see like memes of Jesus? Yeah. Where he's like he's looking down and he's like, where oh. he's looking up, he's like, oh. he's like, oh. yeah, like those are funny. Catch yeah. your attention, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not like a it's not like a middle aged like pastor trying to relate to kids and make these are these are people who these are young people who are trying to interpret the Bible and young and young children look up to people our age mostly yeah. he's like oh he's they're so cool he's he's so cool he's a senior in high school you know it's like that sure and plus and plus we're both we're both uh you know I'm not trying to toot our horns here but. We have a very good idea of what we're talking about. You know what I mean? Although it's not, it's not, it's not incredible. It's we have a very good idea of what we're talking about because we listen to the right things, we hear the right things, we read the right things. That's why. And um, I don't know. I'd still like to uh, admit my ignorance. Well, yeah, we're still ignorant. We don't know everything about the Bible. You were saying like, look at, like you're like, let me show you this useless line. <laughs> like yesterday, uh, yesterday, remember when you gave me the Bible and I only read like three paragraphs and then I closed it and you're like, this book's fucking boring. <laughs> like, like you're just making fun of me <laughs> and you're like, dude, dude, let me tell you, it doesn't get good until like five pages in. No, like, 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 the, like the, when the fall happens or, uh, whatever, chapter three of Genesis mm-hmm. starts out pretty well, but even like chapter, um, Nine or ten of uh, Genesis is pretty mild, but it's just a transition or a transitory chapter, just as we've seen in East of Eden. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and like, something else we we came to terms with was uh, like in the beginning, you know, God created the heaven and the earth, and it goes to that whole thing where it's like describing the landscape. And I made the connection to Steinbeck, and you and I both looked at each other and were just like. Yeah, the first chapter, the, the the introduction to every Steinbeck book is fucking boring. <laughs> it's so boring. <laughs> I mean, it's it's really good detail, but it's fucking boring, dude. Like, yeah. Like I I sk- second time I read East of Eden, I skipped it. 
Oh, the, the scenery? Yeah. Yeah. Salinas Valley. But there's something to it, man. There is something to it. I know there's something like, to it. Like, when I describe, like, when I've, like, when you see that's real... What, that, that's where our ignorance comes in. Yeah. When you see real beauty, it's like, today, that, that green field. Like, if I just told you a green field and sunshine today, like, that's nothing compared to what it actually was. Yeah, if the sky was blue, there were a few clouds in the sky, not too many. The grass was short and not soft, but, like, crunchy. Interesting how, how we just say that Steinbeck... I mean, okay, you don't, you have to experience it. I just realized. You have to experience the landscape. It's not enough. You just... Okay, you already said it. You already said it. Hearing about it is not enough. Yeah, well, you have to experience it, and then... It's like, describing it in such a way of, like, detail, like that... Also helps to picture, I mean, and imagine yourself in that same place. You know, to imagine mm-hmm. yourself there. I mean, when you read, you dream. You know, you ever get sucked into a book, and you literally cannot think of anything outside of the book. No, I mean, yeah, yeah. No, like, like, battle. Yeah, like, well, I mean, like you're reading it while you're reading it. Like you could be, you're in a session of reading. Okay, you're you're just absorbed in the text. Nothing else matters. Your bedtime doesn't matter. The time doesn't matter. The the uh, the hour of the day, whatever. It's it's all irrelevant. Everything else is irrelevant. The people around you irrelevant. How you feel if you're hungry, if you're if you're thirsty, it's all irrelevant. It's just about what's happening now here in the book. You don't think about anything else. Your mind just keeps going through the book. I get like that sometimes when reading Harry Potter, because it's so it's such an easy read. Yes, and it's such a fantastic read. Like, it's so relatable. Like a you know, fantasy. It's like, man, you just get sucked in. Mm-hmm. That I have to stop myself from reading it. I have to stop myself from from go, going on right right from one book to the next book. Yeah. Man. Because because I I need I need a because I need to be thinking about it. You know what I mean? And I haven't really been thinking about it lately, so that means that I need to read part three. That should be the next novel that I read. But again, I mean, I bet I could finish that before I leave for Italy. Because I want to read Moby Dick in Italy. You know what I mean? I want to read Crime and Punishment. You're going to read it. I get home. We're, we're doing a trade, me and you. Slaughterhouse-Five, I would recommend that being the next novel you read, man. I, I highly recommend just reading at least 30 pages into it, man. And it's a, and it's a, it's a very light read. I mean, as far as, like, complex, complexity of, like, uh, you know sentences and, and language use goes it's sim it's not challenging and uh, I'm sorry I didn't mean the yawn but uh no no dude it's not challenging and I highly recommend you you just cause he is Kurt Vonnegut writes unlike any other author which makes him incredibly unique mm-hmm. he has a whole timeline in chronological order and he throws all the events up in the air and all you know Dostoevsky is the same way he writes like no other author either well, I'll figure that out. You will. I can't wait. I can't wait for you to tell me about it. I'll figure so that out. Record your thoughts on the book in audio letters. I could. Please. I, could just, I really want to hear what you have to say about this book. It's, it's my second favorite novel. Okay. It really is. It's your first. East of Eden. Yeah. Of course. Is that your first? Yeah. Dude, I wonder what Jordan Peterson thinks of East of Eden. Oh, that would have been a good question. Genesis? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That would have been a great question, man. You talk, 
Mr. Peterson. Remember, remember, remember the, the discussion? What do you think of Easton Eden and Dr. Peterson? Mr. Peterson, you talk a lot about Genesis and uh, the story of corruption and, and Adam and Eve and Cain and Abel. What do you think about, or have you ever considered reading uh, I think that's John on his Steinbeck's book list. East of I, you, think, it's I on, think it is. I yeah, think it, it is. Yeah, it is. Do you think he's read the whole book, though? Of course. I think he has. It's a retelling of Genesis. I think he has. Of course you would read it. I think he really has. Yeah. He's a very smart person. He he, he reads extremely fast. Does he? Oh, yeah. He, he said he used to, he grew up reading science fiction novels, and he would read, like, one novel a day. Well, like Philip K. Dick or something? Yeah, like little, you know, little short story, you know, little 100, 200-page novels. Mm-hmm. You know, he would just sit there and read all day. Very smart. There's man. something about those 200-page novels that I like. But they're There's not... something about those 500-page novels, too. Yes, and they are better. The like Crime and Punishment, East of Eden, Moby Dick. I haven't read Moby Dick yet, but, you know. Uh, I have Tale of Two Cities, but the, t- the, the two novels that I will be reading, the, the choice between two novels that I will be reading, between, yeah, are is Prisoner of Azkaban and Slaughterhouse-Five. And it's, it's, they both seem very appealing to me right now. I mean, you know, you've seen how J.K. Rowling writes, oh, and yeah. I mean, you you you're already well into two books, and I will say the third book is pretty similar to the first two. The fourth book is where it takes a little turn. Doesn't it take place in the prison of Azkaban? No, it doesn't. Not at all. It, it just talks about the prisoner of Azkaban. Yeah. So it takes place at the at the school. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, which, dude, you should read it at some point. I will read it. But, um, Slaughterhouse-Five, dude, maybe it'll be too much so soon. Too much ideas? Too much scary? Not scary, but, like, might open you up, uh... A little bit more. More than you would want to. Harry Potter is something milder. Harry Potter is milder, but it'll still open you up. To an extent, yeah. I, w- I probably will read The Prisoner of Azkaban before Slaughterhouse-Five. Um, and we could still do that trade, though. We are going to do that trade, because I'm going to read Slaughterhouse-Five. You talk, you talk about it like it's an amazing book. Of course I'll read it. And I got introduced to Kurt Vonnegut, because he one of his videos and one of his lectures popped up on my YouTube feed. Oh, yeah? He's talking about stories. He's like, he's like, here's five different stories, and you draw a line. That was a really good lecture. Yeah. I really like that lecture a lot. Yeah, and, and maybe he was funny too. He's, he's very he, dude. He's a very satirical writer. Good. He, I mean, he saw he saw he was a prisoner of war in Dresden, and he comes back to this world where you know he seems he looks at everything and he he can't help but laugh. You know. Hmm. Hmm. Should we uh be wrapping up? You want to wrap it up? I feel like there's a lot more to talk about. We can keep talking. Keep talking. All right. I'm not tired. I'm not that tired. Yeah, we got, uh, well, um, I'm just going to stop this for now, and then we're going to pay for another one because it only goes up to 60 minutes. Okay. Yeah. yeah. This will be like the 10-second the break. We can maybe drink some water or something. Okay. Yeah. Welcome back from the break of, I believe this is episode 20. Or 21. Or 21. Or 19. Or, no, not 19. Okay. 20 or 21. But uh, we were just talking about how we're, me and Andrew were going to exchange novels when we return home. Crime and Punishment, My Crime and Punishment for 
is Slaughterhouse Five, and um, it's very exciting for me. It really is. It, it's more exciting for me because I, I I want I want you to read Crime and Punishment. Me too, man. Yeah. Well, when I think of Crime and Punishment, I think of you telling me to read it, and I think of Jordan Peterson telling me to read it. There you go. That's enough for me. And then the relation to that long, lengthy novel, you know, compared to East of Eden. And I just want that. I want to spend like two and a half, three months just reading a really long book. A book that takes me in multiple directions. You know, like East of Eden took me from, from the eastern seaboard, you know, New England, to, uh, you know, Adam's travels and Adam's journey to to California. What do you mean New England? It started in Connecticut. New England is Connecticut. It is? Yeah. Oh. Okay. You ever heard of the New England Patriots? Yes. Like, New England is like the... No! I've never heard of New England Patriots. Tom Brady? Was Tom Brady on that team? But you know, you know why they call it the New England Patriots? Why? Well, it's like all of New England is represented. All those tiny states are represented. To an extent, in those... And that team. So, like, you know, they don't have a they don't have a New Hampshire, you know, Paratons. NFL football team. That's what I don't think they do. Mm. You know, so that's kind of why. But yeah, in Connecticut is New England. So, um, okay. They uh, you know, move, he goes from place to place, and the the whole story is in four parts, and it takes place, you know. This huge journey culminating. That's interesting because Crime and Punishment takes place in only one place, St. Petersburg, Russia. I'm not going to spoil it, I promise. But it takes you to a million different places inside Raskolnikov's psyche. Mm. So it's an internal journey that is very far. And East of Eden is an external journey that takes you very far. Let me guess, it's like the slow, like, like uh, he he's the it's like there's the build up of him going to do his crime, mm-hmm. and then there's like the realization and like fulfillment of his punishment. You'll it, see, it, man. You are going to like this book. Yeah, I'm excited. You're gonna understand it a lot more than I did when I first read it because you've been exposed to Jordan Peterson a lot more than I have, and books in general. So, yeah, I'm excited, man. Mm-hmm. And I'm very, I'm, I'm not jealous, but I, I really appreciate that you want to read it because when I read it, I was still in that mindset of like, I need to finish this novel as fast as I can. Uh. But, but when you said, uh, when you said that you want to spend some quality time with a book of 500 pages that has depth. Mm-hmm. I wish I could. I, I'm going to read *Crime and Punishment* again, but I, I'm going to take my time with it. But um, before I do, I'm going to read *The Brothers Karamazov*, and I will try to read *The Idiot* again. *The Idiot's not boring. It's just sometimes with Dostoevsky, I just have to stop reading. But hey, real quick, you know, there's only like, you know, I don't, I don't reread books. Mm. Why? Um, because. For the most part, I don't want to respend the time, you know, rereading the whole entire book, unless it's a good 
past book. Well, Crime and Punishment needs to be in there. Two two highly qualified books. Well, hey, let me tell you. There's one book I have reread. Mm. I reread it once. What? That's Slaughterhouse Five. Wow. I read it first when I was in ninth grade, and and now here in senior year. No, you reread, you reread, uh, Twelve Rules for Life, and well, Catcher uh, in the Rye. Oh yes, I did reread the Catcher in the Rye. Mm-hmm. That is that is true. That is one of my favorite books of all time. And hey, it was worth it. I read I read that in tenth grade, and I read it this year. Um. Yeah, no, no, you're right, you're right. Um, but Twelve Rules for Life, the antidote to chaos, I. I only got up to like chapter seven, and so I kind of finished out the rest of the chapters. Mm. Okay. So I was kind of because I first started reading in tenth grade, and then I kind of dropped off there. But okay. I think what I ideally in the end I I would uh, read every single twenty all all the twenty four rules, and then go back to them periodically. Um, you know, this trip I started reading the eleventh rule of Beyond Order, which is do not allow yourself to become deceitful, resentful, or arrogant. Which is what he talked about at his lecture yes. that we went to yes. in the Fillmore. But I'm all, you know, I just started reading, though, today, because it just out of pure interest, Rule 10, which is um, strive to maintain and, and, or whatever, strive for romance in your relationship. Yeah. Um, and, and, uh, it just, I always get very interested by relationship, uh, like psychology. We are interested in the anima. Does he talk about how it is very important to tell the truth and be and talk to each other about things? Yes. Because he, he does. He talks about that stuff in his lecture. Oh well, you know, rule. You know what's odd? Hmm. I just realized this. Rule ten of twelve rules for life. Uh. An antidote to chaos, right? Mm-hmm. The first book, rule 10 was speak precisely, which is exactly about what you just mentioned, which is in a relationship, mostly in a relationship, how to communicate your thoughts and be truthful. Uh-huh. Right? So that was rule 10 there, but rule 10 this time is maintain romance in your relationship. There's also a relationship, psycholo- psychological relationship kind of topic. Relationship, you know, topic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I just find that interesting. Ten and ten. Yeah, and and uh, they're both similar because the way you maintain a romantic relationship is by communicating and being honest. Hundred percent, man. About everything. Even in because the end. If, if you're if you are if you feel like you like if internally you feel like you can't say certain things, there's a problem. Because you're not going to be comfortable. Two humans, man. Huh? Two humans. Two human beings who are conscious of themselves. Yeah, man. Hey, I'm pretty tired. I'm getting tired, too. We should uh, we should wrap this up. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you guys for listening. Uh, then again, you know, this podcast has taken a lot of turns. Um, yes, but man, it's I'm so thankful to be here where we are in Southside, uh, Alabama, and uh, it's a wonderful place living here with the Smith. Uh, I could go on and on and on about family. how this family has welcomed 
me and you to Alabama. Yeah. What a great, what a great, I don't want to say country again, but what a great state. Yeah, it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Totally different culture. Totally different culture down here. And everything that we talk about on this podcast, respect, uh, pulling your weight, being responsible, being a good, honest person. This is this is the culture here. Yeah. And I do I'm gonna try to take this back back home. Yeah, me too. I really am. This is good for us. I'm explaining to my parents everything that I learned here in this house. Yeah. To everyone I know. But uh do you have any more? Thing, anything else to say? Uh, stay tuned. We might do this again. Might do it again tomorrow. Perhaps uh, Mr. Smith will join us. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Or maybe Ben. Maybe. Well, maybe. Maybe Ben. However, he will be at prom. Oh, that's right. They got prom tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I, right. I doubt it. I doubt Ben will come. I wish he would, but he uh, he has better things to do. Yeah, all right. and, and I firmly believe that. He does have better things to do. Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. Well, things that you cannot just uh, do any time. Yes. This podcast you can be on any time. Mm -hmm. You can't go to prom every time. No. You want. All right. Uh, have a good night, guys. Yeah. Leave crime and punishment. Enjoy life. Yes. Good night. <laughs>